My next guest is a CERT Global Life, Love, Trauma, Recovery, and Mindset Coach. She specializes in helping adults heal from unconscious childhood and love relationship trauma. She's also the host of the phenomenal podcast, Lessons in Life and Love. Ladies and gentlemen, she's in the talk of the town, right? Please hey, welcome hey. Coach <laughs> Rihanna. Hey, how are at, you? You are phenomenal. Look well, at you. Thank you. So, I love your show. It's amazing. It's hot. It's happening. It's fun. <laughs> it's informative. Loved your guests tonight. Saying so a lot welcome. of good information out there. Trying to keep the trauma away. <laughs> Keeping the trauma away. That's, that's, right. that's the thing, right? Now you you specialize in in helping those who have experienced childhood traumas, and most of us don't understand things that we've dealt with early in our life, how they are affecting us currently in some of our relationships. And why, it's, it's huge. It's why we huge. can't get relationships off the ground. So let, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Well, the studies show that nine out of 10 people suffer in life and love due to unhealed, unconscious childhood wounds or what we call traumas. There are actually more than 10 traumas, but I named the top 10. If you'd like, I can do them quickly because people are mostly saying, I didn't have trauma. I might have had a couple bumps in the road, but not really right. trauma. And then they hear the top 10. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. And then they hear how they relate to jealousy, control, anxiety, love, addiction, depression, you know, and then it's Definitely. like, oh, now they understand where this is coming from. All right, let's get into them. Okay. So as I share this top 10 list, I just want the listeners to know this is not about blame or shame. We're not looking to blame your parents at this stage of life. And it's certainly not about shame for you because as a child, we're young, we're innocent, we're just a party to the environment we're growing up in, right? So we couldn't have helped these things. So try and look at it as a fact, like did it happen or did it not happen? So the first one is around addiction. Did your caretakers, mom or dad, have any addiction? And there's 12 that I name. There's drugs, alcohol, sex, meaning you knew your parent was cheating and did, couldn't talk about it, <laughs> porn, gambling, hoarding, spending, eating, gaming, TV watching, workaholism, and a newest one, social media addiction. Ah. So that's the addiction, number one. Number two is a big one, verbal abuse. Now, you could have witnessed mom or dad fighting and yelling, or that yelling could have come towards you. Or more subtly, you could have had verbal put-downs, like, why don't you change that? You don't look good in that, or you look a little fat in that. Mm. things like that, or not hearing the words, I love you, or getting compliments like, great job, kiddo, I'm proud of you. These verbal messages are extremely important to grow kids up with confidence and self-esteem. So if you are hearing the negative messages or being yelled at, another type of verbal abuse is not being talked to at all. In other words, passive aggressive, they were mad at you and didn't talk to you for several hours or days. So mm. verbal is a big one. The third one is emotional abuse or neglect. The fourth one is any kind of physical abuse. And then that could have been outside of the home too. So even if your home life was perfect and you walked to school and you got beat up by a bully every day, that's still childhood trauma, but outside of the home. Okay. So any kind of physical abuse or hitting also sexual abuse, rape, or molestation. That all falls in the same category. Okay. Next one is abandonment. And this 
causes a lot of different issues in adulthood. And there's two types. There's fault and no fault abandonment. So a no fault abandonment would be a parent that happened to die early mm -hmm. um, if they went off to war. And I worked a lot in the schools with kids of trauma when they were going off and the kids can't concentrate. They're worried if mom and dad are going to come home safe. Right. You know, so this is a big one. Um, or like the one I had, my dad was on the road traveling a lot, but that's how we supported the family. Right. And what made it worse is we didn't know where he was because he was FBI and CIA. Whoa. So we couldn't tell the family. <laughs> and I remember asking as a kid, where's dad? When's he coming home? And my mom's, well, I don't know where he is in mm. disgust. You know, so it's one of those, it's the parents on the road a lot, but that's how they support you. It's no fault. Okay, now fault abandonments are different. If you never were in that child's life, if you were in that child's life while you were with the other partner and then the broke up and you don't see the child, or even people within the home, but they're not emotionally connected. They're not going to the kids' sporting events or supporting them or helping them with homework. They're just kind of shutting down and not emotionally involved. Right. Okay. All right. The next one is if you were adopted part of foster care or needed to go live in another person's home because your parents couldn't take care of you. Trauma number seven is one of the, also one of the most profound, I call that personal trauma. So that's if you felt different in any way as you were a child. You could have been an overweight and chubby child, skinny and gawky and called a nerd. You could have had asthma so you couldn't have been on the sport teams or African-American in an all-Caucasian school and mm. felt different, or our kids coming out as LGBTQ and didn't feel that they would be accepted, right? So there's so many messages around, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough. So anything like that, uh, of course, being bullied or teased is a big one. Now, what about being a chubby adult? <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully by then you're, you've grown into your own adulthood and you're proud of whatever you are. Chubby, thin, it doesn't matter. You know, because the heart is what's most important, the personality, of course. Coach Reed, right? somebody would disagree with that. The heart. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's most important. <laughs> well, you know, there's some, there's some adults right now dealing with some self-image uh issues and they stem from some of those things you talked about yes. that happened to them as a child and they haven't been able to put those things into focus. What would you say to someone who's watching or listening right now who may be unaware of what some of their childhood things are affecting them from their parents, like their relationship with their mother or lack relationship with their father? What, well, what would let's go into that a little bit. How do these show up? Okay. okay. Eight, number eight was sibling trauma, feeling not as good as your sibling. Mm -hmm. Number nine was growing up. Uh, it's family trauma. So maybe growing up in a dangerous neighborhood, moving a lot like the military families have to, um, and being displaced into schools. And also a big one in trauma. Number nine is community trauma, which we're all experiencing today with COVID. Right. All around the world. So when people say, well, I didn't have trauma, my kids don't have trauma. Guess what? <laughs> we we're all <laughs> impacted with trauma today, gang. So, you know, that's what I say. 90% of us have it. And the standing joke is the other 10% are sociopathic and say nothing's wrong with me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so we all have something. And then trauma number 10 was mental health issues and mom or dad 
the two most difficult was bipolar or borderline personality. So once you can identify, the first step is identifying some of the things you might've experienced, like what I had to do. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember asking this about my father. So just kind of going back into your childhood and seeing which ones you have. Then in your adult life, we, there's something called RSS, Relationship Repetition Syndrome. And this is someone that chooses a toxic person over and over and over again. Swear they're going to get it different this time after writing 15 self-help books. And then they still <laughs> attach to a toxic personality type. They're there. Why do I do this? Right. Well, it's the childhood dynamics that are still unhealed. Ooh. And trauma stays stored in the brain and the body cells. And there are definite procedures that I use with my coaching clients. I work with singles and couples, younger, all the way up to 73, from 16 to 73, I work with men and women, straight and LGBTQ, because childhood trauma has no prejudice. So I help everyone that's interested in healing this. So jealousy and control, for example, that comes from trauma number seven, not feeling good enough, not feeling like you're measuring up or hearing those messages, you're no good, you know, you'll amount to nothing. Those kind of messages stay really deep inside. Okay, so we have mm. to retrain the brain to think differently. It's all mindset work. It's actually mind, body, spirit, vitamin therapy. People may come to me, a lot of them on psychotropics. I use vitamin therapy, meditation, all holistic mind, body, spirit for healing and growth. Um, abandonment issues, if you've had any of those, something like I've mentioned, that leads to codependency, love addiction. That could be if you break up with someone and consciously you say, I know they're not good for me, but then you go back. And okay. then it happens again. And then you go back again because the soul is craving that love so much. Um, so we have to teach someone like that more self-love, right? And more conscious awareness to what they're attracting. Plus, let's face it, Finch, none of us got the dating skills we should have been taught in high school or college. And having no. triple masters in psychology would think, why don't we teach that to them? Because they're out there being a counselor and a coach. Right. So um, this was all based on uh, over two years of heavy research. When I was in a relationship, um, someone that self-sabotaged, as I would describe them as a Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Ooh, this okay. is part of the sociopathic personality where to the public, they're larger than life and everyone loves them and friendly and everything seems rosy on the outside. And then Mr. Hyde, just like the Broadway show, uh -huh. is a hidden personality type and they have a whole secret life. And eventually that secret life will explode and it impacts the people you're in love with, the family members, he lost his job, his reputation in the community, the whole nine yards. And one of his comments was, I don't know why I sabotage everything I love. And I said, I don't know either, but I'm going to figure it out. Because be this was not talked about when that happened. And it was up to me. I felt, you know, this is my mission. I'm on a mad mission to change the way the world loves. So this was the education from the research. And I think it's so valuable for people to know and understand this. Now, Coach Reed, could it be the cocaine that he's sniffing? In the secret life. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately, drugs is often a part of the secret life. All the addictions I mentioned uh -huh. are very often part of that secret life. Now, now for those who mm -hmm. are just joining, uh, we're talking to Coach Ree. Uh, they just got in a relationship, Coach. And they're they saying, hey, you know, I've been in this relationship three months, six months, two years. It seems so perfect. And yeah. then it 
folks left. Why do things go turn toxic so fast? What, what would you have to say to them about that? Okay, well, people of trauma attract people of trauma. Mm. You see, so once you're clear of the traumas, you know the red flags to be looking for early on. And let's face it, the sociopathic personality type appears perfect. And that's what makes it hard. They are romantic. They'll give you lots of attention. They'll blow up your phone with texts and calls and give you gifts early on. And everyone's there, wow, this is a perfect person for me. But then it becomes obsessive or controlling. Like, why did you come home late? Or they try separating you from your friends or your family members. So the research shows that the toxic behavior starts emerging four to nine months in, or as soon as start, something starts to get more serious. So it could be um, asking to be exclusive or an engagement or moving in together, a marriage or a child. This is when the personality can start really changing. Mood disorders come in, uh, maybe more in engaging in substances, more alcohol, more pot, things like that, because they're not able to hold it together, so to speak. They still call it pot. <laughs> I guess so. That was my generation. We need, I don't know. What do you call it? They call it reefer. Uh, oh, all right. Yeah, they have That's so many term. names for <laughs> marijuana today. It's ridiculous. We couldn't pot keep up. <laughs> so here's a question here. Should, should you be giving unconditional love to conditional relationships? I say you need to know what an emotionally healthy, evolved and conscious relationship is before you enter one. So let me break that down. Evolved means being your highest and your best self. So for all you singles out there, you want to feel amazing about yourself, self-love, your mm -hmm. life. You're not looking for someone to rescue you. You're not looking to move in on someone or be a part of their job. Like your life is together. You're happy. You're mm -hmm. evolved. Um, there's no cheap drama in your life, right? So your life is solid because when it is, you're not going to settle for someone else's who isn't, right? right? So that's what evolved is. Emotionally healthy is there's no baggage going on. There's no mood disorders. There's no addictions. Um, actually, spirituality, having some kind of a higher faith shows and research two people of higher faith that are together have the best and longest lasting most honorable relationships so that mm. should be a trait people are looking for and you know they just have two people who have their life together then create a fantastic future as a couple so that's what you're looking for so so for people who are, are looking for relationships during a pandemic mm -hmm. um and, you know, things have changed so much for us in these last eight, nine months. What advice would you give someone looking to meet someone now? Because studies show that about 56, 58 percent of people say online dating is the route to go. It's probably higher than that. Well, it, it has been for a while, um, really, since the DUI laws got more stricter. People aren't hanging out and drinking at bars like they did in the 70s. You know, that was part of my generation. That's what we did before online dating. Um, so since then, people have turned to online dating. The thing I like about it, when you write a good profile, and yes, there is a science to it, mm -hmm. you can really meet the type of person that you want to meet. You're not looking for hundreds of people to write you. You're looking for select few people to correspond with. And then you, you text only a little bit. You ask for a last name and then you have a phone call. I would not talk to anyone without getting a last name. 
I would Google search them. If they're a professional, they should have presence online on LinkedIn or something around their business. If they don't, I would be skeptical. Um, you know, but I would say that. And then uh, you have a brief conversation, ask a few questions. By then, you know, and you could have a Zoom conversation as well. And then I would meet out, you know, but I do have the conversations I tell my clients to say, you know, I have been self-hibernating for two weeks, so I know I'm safe. I'm not going to the gym. I'm not out amongst a bunch of people. I do wear a mask in public. Mm -hmm. Do you feel the same? Are you doing the same kind of practices? And if they're not, then I would not meet them in person. So do your due diligence, ask the questions. You can meet them online, but I'd be very hesitant to give them a whole lot of information um, before you really actually meet them. Okay. All right. Yeah. Coach Rhea is here. She's, she's teaching you guys about some of the traumas that may affect your, your life, not just your love life, but your entire life. Uh, right. Coach, tell them how they can connect with you on, online. Sure. The best place is my website, rihannamilne.com. There you can get my free ebook, Why Nine Out of Ten People Struggle in Life and Love and How to Have the Love You Deserve. The Childhood Trauma Checklist is in there. Also, there are four free love tests on there. My podcast, I have 101 shows now. It's called Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Check that out on your favorite podcast app. Facebook is where I post the most, and it's Coach Rihanna Milne on Facebook. Um, and my books, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve is number one bestseller on Amazon, 400 pages full of information you need to know before you go out on that next date and live beyond your dreams from fear and doubt to personal power, purpose, and success is all about the mindset for success in life, love, and business. Well, thank you so much for coming. I gave you a nickname. I called you Coach Ree. I love it. Do you know my best friends call me Ree? I'm like, I'm very ah, flattered, Flinch, that you know that. you call me Ree already. <laughs> yeah, that's all my buddies call me that. That means now we're buddies stage. That's great. We're going to be buddies for life. Sorry. I got to have you back too later on in the year. for on, Anytime. On I've got tons to talk about. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> Coach Ree, ladies and gentlemen, please check her out on her podcast and make sure you stop by our website and buy some of her books. All thank right, you. When we come back, we have the Harvard graduate who wants to teach you how to date like a woman. Oh my goodness. You guys don't want to miss it. We'll be right back. It's off the fence. I'm fence. Yo, 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 yo. You're in the mix. The world's finest, man. DJ. Down. Like I have the radio on the telly. 